The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Nature doesn't care what we look like. It doesn't care what our political affiliation is. It doesn't care how much money we have in our bank account, where we went to college. It's pretty non-judgmental, And I think the diversity in nature is what makes it so beautiful. There's so much of our life that's predictable. But in nature, that's kind of where we can go to get that element of surprise and awe. And that's such a fun emotion to have. Hi, folks. Can I call you folks? I hope so. I'm Michael Kovnett, and it's time for a new week of the Next Big Idea Daily. On this podcast, we offer up a lot of advice on productivity, psychology, relationships, all that good stuff. But this week, we're going to get a little wild. My guest is Shelby Stanger, who wrote a book called Will to Wild, Adventures Great and Small to Change Your Life. Shelby's a journalist, but the kind you're more likely to find in a wetsuit than a business suit. For her, getting outside and testing yourself physically in the natural world, it's not just something to do once in a while on the occasional vacation. It's something she thinks is a vital ingredient of everyday life with the potential to open up incredible possibilities. A little adventure can go a long way. I've been fascinated by adventure and its profound effects ever since I was a kid. I didn't grow up outdoorsy, but as a teen through my 20s, I taught surfing lessons. Women would come for a weekend or week-long clinic, learn to ride a few waves, and shortly after, one of them would call me saying they quit their job, ended a relationship that was no longer serving them for good, or that they were moving across the country to a place with a better beach. I was so intrigued by this phenomenon, I inadvertently made it my life's work to study people who chase the will to wild full-time first as an adventure journalist, then as an adventure podcaster, and most recently as an author. I learned pursuing your own will to wild, or wild ideas as I like to call them, something as simple as signing up for a surf lesson, going for a big hike or big to the person hiking the trail, or even making a commitment to watch the sunrise every day for a month could have a profound effect on someone's mindset and life. I've interviewed hundreds of people who did just this, from a mom who became an ice climbing guide at age 55 to a retired sales executive who biked from Alaska to Mexico, a couple who skied to the South Pole while the wife was going through menopause, and even someone who just took up bird watching. There's a lot of things you can do to change your life, but I believe one of the most fun and exciting ways is to have an adventure. First, Nature is healing. In nature, our blood pressure often decreases. Our nervous systems relax. And we can often make decisions more easily. A 2019 study proved even as little as 20 minutes of nature a day can reduce the stress hormone cortisol. Being in nature also provides the chance to experience awe and flow. Think about the times you've witnessed a magical sunset, seen a giant redwood tree, a dolphin leap in the ocean, or a bird swoop down and grab a worm or a snake. Chances are it stopped you in your tracks. You could have been having a bad day before, but when you see something like that, it's a pattern interrupter. 
you often soften and you become kinder. When you look up at a sky of stars or out at a grand horizon from a mountaintop, you often realize how small we are, yet how much more connected we are to each other. Adventuring in nature also forces us to be present. When riding a wave or hiking near a ledge, you have to slow down and pay attention or you'll fall. Being so present and surrounded by so much beauty can be really cathartic. Lastly, adventuring in nature allows us to build courage. Surf a wave that scares you, climb a steep mountain, go on your first hike, or just try snowboarding or skiing for the first time and afterwards, you can't help but feel more badass. That badassery will carry over to the rest of your life. Shelby Stanger, welcome to the Next Big Idea Daily. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, Will to Wild, how did you get into this? Uh, you say you didn't grow up outdoorsy. So, what got you into the whole world of adventure? Well, I grew up in San Diego, which happens mm. to have a beautiful beach, and people are pretty outdoorsy here. So, I went to summer camp. The summer after my father passed away, I turned 12. And every morning I could learn to surf, water ski, kayak, or sail. And then in the afternoon, I did all those activities. And when I found surfing, I'd played soccer competitively growing up. And I, I played a couple of other stick and ball sports. Mm -hmm. But surfing for me did something that nothing else did. <laughs> I grew up in a really busy household and there was just so much quiet in the water. And I think I found a lot of answers in the water that I could never find in land. Plus, it's thrilling. If you've ever ridden a wave, mm -hmm. it's an absolute rush. So I ended up becoming a surf instructor as a teenager at a woman's surf school. And women would come. They would learn to ride a few waves. And shortly after, I'd often get a call from at least one of them. And they'd say something like, Shelby, I quit my job or... I finally ended this relationship that I needed to end for good. Or they were moving across the country to a place with a better beach, often to San Diego where I was living. And their life would never be the same. And they'd keep making these positive changes for the better and the better. And what I learned is that pursuing your own will to wild or the wild ideas, as I like to call them, something in nature that sort of scares you but makes your life forwardly positive Okay. will give you courage that you can't get anywhere else, and you'll take that courage with you to the rest of your life. Let's talk about adventure and how you're defining it. It's kind of a broad word. In your book, are you specifically talking about outdoor adventures as opposed to the adventure of starting a new business or the adventure of cooking a new meal? Well, I'm talking about both. Mm -hmm. But for me, the best way to explain adventure is really the adventures that we do outside in nature. Because mm -hmm. I think they're just so visceral and they translate into the adventures we have inside four walls or an office. But I think when we're outside, something else pretty magical happens. We're talking about movement too. I mean, typically when you're outside, you're moving, I guess, unless you're lying on the beach. And we know that movement is key to physical health and to longevity. In terms of the mental health stuff, I know that, you know, we've, we've talked to uh, a psychologist named Ethan Cross, who has a whole section in his book about the mental health benefits of being in nature. Uh, and he cites some other psychologists, Stephen and Rachel Kaplan, who talk about yep. how it, nature 
draws our involuntary attention. And they say it does that because it's rife with soft fascinations, which is a great phrase. Yeah, it's Um, pretty interesting. So there's soft fascination and hard fascination. So like uh hard fascination is where you hear a cell phone ring and you answer it, or you see a stoplight turn red and you stop. Soft fascination refers to like kind of watching butterflies or birds, Mm. or seeing leaves rustle through the trees. Mm -hmm. It sort of recruits us to wander, which is really healthy. Yeah, there's something about it. And I I have to admit, for a lot of years, I sort of dismissed the importance of being in nature. I mean, I, I kind of considered myself someone who wanted to be very urban and urbane. You know, I liked being in museums and movie theaters and coffee shops, you know, and I still do. And and to, to me, the natural world seemed, you know, yeah, it's nice, but it's like, okay, it's a little, it's a little soft smelling flowers and looking at butterflies, you know, but I have come to shift that thinking and to realize that, you know, there's something about being in, in space that's not human made, you know, that's not just a reflection of our own species, but kind of open to all these other species and and things we can't quite control. The weather, you know, the altitude, the all these conditions that are beyond our our human control. It's very humbling. And I think that's a really important experience for us to have regularly. I think it's humbling. And I think there's so many great metaphors that we can learn from nature. You know, you don't have rainbows without putting up with the rain. Mm -hmm. There's so many trees that are imperfect looking, but we don't judge them. Nature Mm -hmm. doesn't care what we look like. It doesn't care what our political affiliation is. It doesn't care how much money we have in our bank account, where we went to college. It's pretty Mm non-judgmental. And I think the diversity in nature is what makes it so beautiful. There's so much of our life that's predictable. But in nature, that's kind of where we can go to get that element of surprise and awe. And that's such a fun emotion to have. Yeah. And that ties into what you, you say about it forcing us to be present, you know, like you can't just be stuck in your head and in the chatter of your own thoughts when you're in the natural world and you and all of these kind of unexpected soft fascinations are happening around you all the time gets you out of your head and it puts you puts your feet on the ground literally and that kind of presence you know people strive hard to like you know meditate in their living room or whatever and to get present but it's much easier to achieve that state i think when you're out in the world right yeah i think that's why surfers are mm. so zen like and rock climbers very similar because you have to focus when you're surfing a wave or you're climbing up a 40-foot cliff. Right. If you don't focus, you could fall. So it demands us to be present, but it's also there's just this incredible beauty all around. I think one of the other cool things about nature is it really broadens our perspective. It's why we're so drawn to vistas, mountains, oceans, and horizons, because we can see out of the distant horizon and We're so much more expanded across all of our senses, our sight, our smell, our sense of hearing, than we can ever expand inside four walls of an office or a home. The last point you make about the overall benefits of outside adventures is courage. Surfing a wave that scares you, climbing a steep mountain, these things make you encounter fear and then overcome that fear. And I'm curious about that. I mean, how how important an aspect do you think that is to actually kind of put your body on the line, like take a risk? You know, 
everybody has their own definition of what risk is. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm never going to climb Mount Everest. I have no desire. I don't want to ever paddle from Alaska to Mexico on a paddleboard. But I do think it's, you know, when you conquer fear with your body, it's visceral. You can feel it. It's in your bones. It's in your blood. It's in your skin. And once you do it, you take that with you forever. I surfed a wave in Indonesia that scared me so much that I think the courage I got from surfing it propelled me for the next decade. And I met a guy later on, this famous surfer, who told me that he once surfed a wave in Indonesia that was so good and the wave broke over his head. He, he did what's called getting barreled, where he was inside the wave. He told me he came out of the other side of the barrel 10 years younger and that it just changed his cells. And I thought that was so hokey when I heard mm-hmm. him say that. But then I surfed a wave that had previously scared me. And afterwards, I just felt like I was on fire. And I've taught so many women and men to surf over the years. And I've, I've watched it. I've watched people completely change after learning to surf. They develop all this confidence, which is why, you know, outdoor activities are so good, I think, for our youth, teens, mm-hmm. college age kids, and adults. I mean, there's even grandmas in my book. Um, there's mm-hmm. a there's a group of grandmas who boogie board three times a week. Uh-huh. And there's a woman who relearned to surf at age 85. Wow. It's good for us. So listeners, I don't know where you live or what your physical condition is, but I'd still like to challenge you to get outside this week. Try something a little bit out of your comfort zone, something a little bit wild, and see if things start to shift in other areas of your life. Shelby and I will be here all week to support you. Most likely, you can even listen to this podcast while you're doing that cool outdoor activity. Whatever positive life changes you're trying to make, you can get more support by joining our Next Big Idea Club, either by downloading the app or by joining the Physical Book Club, where we'll send you hardback copies of the best new nonfiction. You can find out more at nextbigideaclub.com. And if you use the promo code DAILY, you'll get 10% off. I'm Michael Kavnet. See you tomorrow.